millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 76 of the Love Life Connection podcast. So funny, we've been a couple months into the Love Life Connection podcast, and I still want to say date yourself radio, but eventually, hopefully, I will break that habit. And again, if you've missed the memo, if you're looking for date yourself radio, you are in the right place. Date yourself radio just has a new name, and it's called the Love Life Connection podcast. So I am so glad you're here. And especially if you are new to my podcast, and a huge, huge welcome to you. I would love for you to dip back into the archives, check out some episodes that resonate with you. You can scroll pretty uh, pretty far back on iTunes or Stitcher, but if you want some of the really old episodes, or if you've been listening and you want some of the older episodes, then you can head, head over to my website at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And my uh, website designer, she's amazing. She put a lot more episodes on one page so that you don't have, there's not as many pages you have to scroll through. So it's a little bit easier to, to browse. So you can go that way and just browse and find episodes that you like, or you can just type in veronicagrant.com forward slash episode two or three. You just use the number rather than spelling it out. And you can check out some of the really, really, really old episodes. Um, and by really old, I mean, probably about a year and a half now, which I guess is pretty old in the in the podcasting world. But anyways, I hope you enjoy this episode and all of the old episodes because they really are timeless. And sometimes I might be talking about things that are going on in current events or in my life. But I think the content really is is timeless and will support you in finding um, love and finding a healthy relationship, um, no matter how old the the episode is. So I hope you enjoy. Now, these next two episodes are a little bit uh, different. So I'm doing a two-part series on how to know what you need in a relationship. Now, if you missed last week's episode, obviously, I think you should go back and listen to it because I love all of my episodes. But I did say that I'm 
at least right for right now, pausing the quickie episodes. So for those of you who don't know, quickie episodes were like really quick tips that I released on Monday, usually a five to 15 minute episode. And it was just me usually answering a question or talking about something that I hear coming up a lot in the community. And for right now, I've paused those episodes so I can work on other things in my business to support you. Um, But I do know that the quickie episodes were very popular. And a lot of you all really liked the very actionable advice that I gave in those episodes. So I'm going to bring that actually to the Thursday episodes. So I still will do interviews for Thursdays, but it'll be less frequent, probably only one to two interviews a month. And then one to two I guess two to three solo episodes where it's just me. And I want to get down into the weeds. Like I really want to support you as much as I possibly can in in finding love. So a lot of these episodes will have cheat sheets or worksheets so that if you're listening to these episodes while you're driving or running or walking or cleaning or doing something, you can't actually take notes um, or, you know, write down the things I'm telling you to do, then all you have to do is just download the PDF and you can save it onto your computer or into your phone. And then when you have like, you know, 15 minutes or whatever to to go through the exercises or the questions that I talk about and the podcast episodes, you can go through that on your own time. So my goal really is just to support you as, as much as I can. And I'm super excited about this, um, not new, but different way of supporting you in this podcast. So get ready for a lot of episodes that feel a little bit like mini trainings or mini workshops. Okay, so back to today's episode. So today, again, I'm talking about how to know what you need in a relationship. But I also want to talk to you about why it's important to know what you need in a relationship. And why or why it's hard for especially women to express what they need and want in a relationship. And I think this is really important before we get to next week's episode, where I share with you how to actually ask for what you need in a relationship. So that's going to be super workshoppy, um, you know, how to structure a conversation, how to say what to, you know, how to say what you need or how, um, or in a relationship so that you don't um, meet resistance or a fight or someone thinks you're a bitchy or needy or whatever it is, because I know that happens a lot, especially when we're trying to ask for things in a relationship. So that's that's next week. That's a little bit more of the nitty gritty. And this week is super important because it's more of the big picture. It's more of the mindset. And it's also helping get clear on what you need and want, right? Because if you don't know what you need and want, it's really hard to ask for it. So um, that leads me perfectly into the first part of this episode, which is why it's important. And I just said it, why it, it's important to know what you need and want in a relationship so you can ask for it. So a super simple example is before my wedding, I went out with my bridesmaids for, I guess, what you could call a bachelorette party. And we went to this bar that it's so beautiful in Asheville. It was on top of this hotel and overlooked the mountains. And it was just a gorgeous, gorgeous view. And we sat down and my friends were like, so do you want to get a bottle of wine or do you want to get cocktails? And I am a wine girl. I always get Chardonnay. Like, that's just what I do. It's all I drink pretty much. Um, Lately, since moving to Colorado, I do drink some craft beer, but Chardonnay is my go-to if I don't feel like thinking or if I'm just going to get my regular, it's always a Chardonnay. And I just I just love it. And so in some ways, I'm like, Oh, let's just get a bottle of Chardonnay. I'm like, you know what, it's my bachelorette party, I'm getting married this weekend. So let's do cocktails. That sounds fun. I never really get cocktails. I don't know liquor, you know, at all, whatever. So the waitress came over and she took our order. And the cocktails on the menu, like nothing like really jumped out at me. I just like, eh, I don't know, nothing really seemed that appealing. So I asked the waitress to have the bartender make something up for me. I was like, just just surprise me. 
And she was like, well, what kind of stuff do you like? And I was like, uh, I mean, I don't know cocktails that well, right? Like I never drink cocktails. I just wanted the wait or I wanted the bartender to surprise me, but it's really hard for him to surprise me if he doesn't even know like what I like, right? He might've made me a super, super sweet drink. And I actually hate sweet drinks. Like I just can't stand sweet cocktails. I don't like sweet white wine or sweet red wine. Like I just don't drink it. It makes me get a headache. And, and so I was like, oh, I don't know. Just have him surprised. Like, well, I need to have some sort of idea. So I was like, well, you know, I like cucumber um, muddled and I like mint and I like basil and I like gin and I like, you know, nothing super sweet. And so basically I was describing some sort of like mojito thing or a fancy gin and tonic. And so so basically she came up with some drinks like, oh, you probably want an XYZ. And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. I don't remember the name of the cocktail again. I'm not a cocktail person. But the drink was really good. And I really enjoyed it. But the point of me telling you this, and this might seem like a silly, trivial example, but it's really so true. Because so often we get into relationships where we just don't really express what we need or want. And then we get pissed off when we're not getting what we need or or want. And sometimes it's because we don't know what we need or want. And that's what this episode is all about. But if you don't know what you need or want, or you're not expressing what you need or want clearly to your partner, then you are going to probably feel resentful. And you're probably going to feel angry. And it's going to fuel a bunch of totally unnecessary nitpicking and and fights. In fact, I tell Stevie all the time that it's impossible for us to be too clear with each other on what we need and want from each other. And it doesn't mean that like, and I also say that if a seven year old can't understand what I need or want, then like, it's too complicated. It's not clear enough. And it's not because like, I'm dumb when I need things broken down for me like that. And it's not because Stevie's dumb and needs things broken down for me. It's just that's what effective communication is, right? Like, look at any marketing message, like any good politician, I don't mean like good politician and what they do politically, but I mean good politician in, in the sense of those who win. Their messages are super, super simple to where like a seven-year-old can understand. And that's really what your communication um, has to be like with your partner in order for it to to be effective and for you to, to feel like you're in a place where you can get what you Uh, what you need and what you want. And when you're in a place like that, it's so much easier to have healthier, happier relationships. And here's another reason why I think it's so important to express what you need or want in a relationship. And a lot of times we don't really think about this. And that is, is that people at the end of the day, just want to feel needed, especially in romantic relationships. And I just want to pause here and just point out that what I'm teaching you, I think what I teach you generally on this podcast, but I think especially for what I'm teaching you this week and then in next week's part two of how to know what you need in a relationship, I'm talking about in the context of romantic relationships. That's what I teach. That's what this podcast is about. So for simplicity's sake, that's what I'm going to talk about and that's what I'm going to say. However, if you want to improve any relationship in your life, whether it's with your boss or a subordinate or your coworker or your kids or your family members or your neighbors or your friends, whatever it is, you can basically sub out romantic relationship and just put in whatever kind of relationship you're trying to to work on. This is not just for romantic relationships. However, it certainly does apply. And that's what I'm going to refer to. But just know that you can use this for any kind of relationship that you are um, wanting to improve. So so people, so back to my, uh, my point, people want to, to feel needed in a relationship. And, 
And I think actually, and I do have an episode about this in, on the podcast about why men ghost. And I think one big reason why men ghost, especially when it comes to when they date, you know, women like you, successful um, uh, women, um, prof- professionally successful um, women, goal-oriented women, is that a lot of times we don't want to feel like we need anyone or anything. And the truth is, as humans, like we just – we at the end of the day, we at least need um, companionship, right? Like we need things in our life, right? Like we can't be 100% self-fulfilling, right? We need other people in different kind of relationships in our life. And so if we're so like, I don't need you, I don't need this, I don't need love, I don't need a relationship type of mentality, then it's really, really easy for someone to feel like they're not needed in the relationship, and then they leave. And sometimes the guy might realize what's going on, like, well, I just never felt needed. I never really felt wanted. And they might be able to pinpoint that, especially if he's more self-aware and understand why he left. But a lot of times, um, you know, people aren't that self-aware to to realize why they're not interested in a relationship. And that's kind of just why they ghost, like things just kind of die out. And, um, and, and so they leave like thinking, oh, it just didn't really work out. I'm not really feeling it. But really, it's just they didn't feel feel needed. So if your partner doesn't feel needed, the relationship will fall apart. And also, if you're not feeling needed in the relationship, like you're probably going to leave too. Because again, like I think it's a basic human need to feel wanted, to feel needed and to to feel desired. And I also think that it's really important to know what you need and want in a relationship, because then you can have better communication. So it's not just that you can communicate it then, but then you can also have better communication. And again, I'm going to share with you next week on how to actually communicate that. But here's just a quick uh, preview. Rather than saying something like it's hot in here, versus I'm feeling hot, can you turn up the AC, right, you can see what the see how that would could be perceived differently by your your partner if you're sitting on the couch and you're and you're feeling hot, right? Um, so let's let's recap the, that really quickly because we're going to move on to um, why it's hard to know what you need and want and to express what you need and want. So the the first reason it's important to know what you need and want so that you can ask for it. You know what to ask for. Um, it's also important so you can have better communication and happier, healthier relationships, and so that the person can feel needed and wanted, and so you can feel needed and wanted too. Because of course, you would also encourage your partner. Uh, to express his needs and desires um, to you as as well. All right, so let's move on to the next session, why it's hard to ask for what you need and want. So not only is it hard to ask for what you need and want, if you don't know what you need and want, again, we've talked about that a lot, not going to talk about that here, I think you get it. But I think what makes it really hard, especially as women, is because we're taught certain things in society. And I'm going to break this down because I think that it comes up in a couple of different ways. Now, I think women, whether it's covertly or overtly, I think it depends on your generation, what kind of background you come from, where you are, where you're living in the States. I think if you're living in a big city, if you're living in another country, if you're living in a more conservative area of the country or in another country outside of the US, then I think there's going to be different gender norms and expectations. But I think even in, you know, let's say you're the most progressive city, I don't know, like somewhere like Manhattan, New York, or LA or Chicago or something like that, or, you know, London, I still think that there is um, a judgment and a disapproval, maybe it's happening at a very covert level 
towards women who are outspoken, who say what they want, who say what they need. And so we just eventually stop doing it because we're afraid of being judged or we're afraid of being rejected. And so when I'm sitting here telling you that you need to tell people what you want and need, you might be coming from an experience where you felt like you did that and someone judged you for it, um, or they called you needy, or they called you whiny, or they called you bossy, or they called you bitchy or whatever it is. So I can I can totally understand that. I mean, it's happened to me for sure. Um, and so I can see how you might, or I can understand how you might be sitting there saying, well, Veronica, this is what happened last time I asked for what I needed or wanted. And so it makes it hard. And the truth is, is that, you know, sexism still exists in our society, not just in the United States, but I think throughout the world um, in different ways in different places. Uh, but it definitely still exists. And so, you know, at some on some level, like there's really no way around it except to just ignore it when it happens and keep owning who you are and what you need and want, because ultimately that's going to be what makes you makes you happy. Now, in another but related way that I think it makes it really hard for women to express what they need and want in a relationship is women, and I think especially wives and mothers, and so I think that just gets spilled over into women generally, even if they're not a wife or a mother, is women are self-sacrificing, right? Like women give up their careers and stay home and raise the kids and don't take care of themselves and um, just put everything, you know, put everything else before them, put other other people's needs but before them. And so, and then I'm sitting, so that might be your norm. And maybe you've had a marriage like that before or a relationship like that before. Or maybe you're a single mom right now and you believe that your kids come first. Um, or maybe you've been told that. Maybe you've seen your parents um, have a relationship like that where your mom was completely self-sacrificing. Maybe you had a father or a grandfather who told you that was how to have a happy, healthy relationship or how to make a marriage work is just basically put other people first and shut up and not say anything, right? And like, just do it, right? And and so then when you actually start expressing or want to express what you need or want, you begin to feel guilty or shame around it. Or maybe it just feels so foreign to you. It just feels this is weird. I don't know how to do it. Right. So I think this is another reason why um, it's so, so hard for especially women to express what they need or or want in a relationship. Um one easy way, and I give this exercise to my clients all the time, and I've actually started to do it, is to send food back when it's not what you wanted or not what you ordered. So if the order was wrong, if your Starbucks order was wrong, or whatever it is to send the food back. I used to always suck it up. And again, I don't know if this is a gender thing or just the way like boys and girls are raised differently. But when I started dating Stevie, and we would send he would send food back, like no problem at all, if something was wrong. And for him, it was a little bit more of a health issue, because he's a celiac. And so if there was like, bread on the plate, like they would have to remake the dish, they couldn't just take the bread off because and then give him the food because there would still be crumbs and and he's that sensitive. So maybe it it had to do with that as well. But I used to never send anything back in the kitchen because I thought it was just bitchy. And it was just like me just being a bitch by telling like, this is not what I ordered. And of course, there's a mean way to express, you know, that to your waitress. And there is a completely classy, professional way to, to do that. Um, but I just used to never do it at all because it was just, I would just feel... I would feel guilty and I would feel like they were judging me. And I was like, well, if I do that, they're just going to get pissed off and probably put like hair on my food, like my next plate. Like seriously, like I used to believe that. Um, uh, but 
it's just but then now when I send send food back or send a Starbucks order back and I and I get what I want, then I'm like, okay, this is what I want. And I almost feel like just more happy eating the food or the food tastes better because it's like actually what I wanted. And, and clearly I was buying the things I was craving it in some way. And so it just, you know, it, it, it works out all around. So not to go too much for, further into just sitting, sending an order back, but the next time you're out to eat or you order a drink or whatever it is and you don't get what you ordered, they didn't do the special thing, like put your dressing on the side or whatever it is, just send it back and 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 just practice what that feels like and feel the guilt and just sit with that. And, um, and just notice it and just ask yourself, okay, what is coming up for me? Why am I getting triggered? Where have I been told that it's wrong to do? you know, to ask for what I want or need and kind of just coach yourself um, through that and, and let yourself feel the discomfort. And then over time, like you'll just begin to feel more comfortable with that. And you'll be more comfortable asking for what you need or want in your ideal relationship. Okay. So we've gone over why it's important to know what you need or want. We've gone over why it's hard to know what you need or want. And now I want to wrap up with helping you discover what you actually need and want in your ideal relationship. Now, if you join me in the dating refresh that I did back in May, then you went through an exercise where I helped you to get clear on what you need or want in an ideal relationship. Whether you did the refresh or whether you didn't, um, I've created actually a brand new worksheet for you for this episode. So you can download that at veronicagrant.com forward slash 76 download. And you can also grab that link in the show notes, but it will be at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 76 download. And that's the number seven, six. And you can download this worksheet where I will help you. I very, I ask you very specific questions on um, just helping you get your brain turning to help you discover what you need and want in your ideal relationship. We're not going to get into all those questions here on the podcast because I am trying to keep these shows a little bit shorter, 25 to 30 minutes. So it'll just make it way too long if I go through those questions. But you can grab those questions in that worksheet and work on it when you're done doing whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast and work through that and get a little bit clearer on what you do need or want. But I do want to just tell you some things just to to prepare you before you start doing this worksheet. And the first thing is that knowing what you need or want isn't as complicated as it seems. I find that usually when we don't know what we need or want, it's not because we don't know, it's because we're overthinking it. And so we're clouding the more intuitive, the more emotional, the more feminine part of ourselves, which is the part of ourselves that that does know how we want to or need to feel in our ideal relationship and the things and the desires that we want fulfilled in our ideal relationship. I think that's more of the emotional feminine side of you. And if you're really, really into the mask and you're just always thinking and your mental chatter is super loud, it's really, really hard to to um, hear what's going on in that in that other part part of you. And so a lot of it is just really getting super, super quiet and still. A lot of it is some guess and check, like trying different things. But here's the thing. Like I said before, it's not as complicated as you think as you think, because at the end of the day, we're all human. And I think as humans, we all want similar things. And maybe we call it different things. Maybe we need to do different activities to make us feel a certain way. But the good news is that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And in fact, 
just looking at something like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you're not familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Maslow, I'm not like super familiar with, I'm not like an expert in him, but he was a social scientist, I believe in 1970, he came out with this pyramid of the basically the hierarchy of human needs. And at the base of the pyramid are your physical needs. So food, water, warmth, rest, like those are things that you just need to, you know, be healthy and be be alive and be a human, basically. And then we need safety needs. So we need security and we need safety. And surprisingly, the need for safety or security comes up when I do this type of exercise with my with my clients. And then the next level is psychological needs. So belongingness and love needs. So things like intimate relationships and friends. And then esteem needs. So we need prestige and feeling of accomplishment. And then finally, the self-fulfillment needs is the self-actualization. So achieving one's full potential, including creative activities and, um, you know, pleasure activities and other things like, like that. So my point in telling you this, and I'm going to share some other um, words that I came up with and from a book that I'm um, currently reading right now about this. Um, but the truth is, is that, you know, when I work with a client and what we did in the dating refresh is we just get super, super clear on what you need and want in a relationship. And yes, everyone looks different or everyone, what they come up with looks different at the end. But ultimately, if I were to take all these things that people say that that they want in their ideal relationship, it can fit into this Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? Like you're human, we're human. No one here is divine. So we we're having a human experience. So there's just some basic needs that we all need and want that fits into our physiological, our safety, our belongingness and love needs, our esteem needs and self-actualization. Other things that people want and need in an ideal relationship are things like emotional safety and empathy and honesty and love and reassurance and respect and support and trust and understanding and warmth and fun and laughter and beauty and harmony, and inspiration, order, peace. And then we also need things like air, food, movement, um, acceptance, appreciation, closeness, community, consideration, um, authenticity, creativity, meaning, self-worth, right? Like, I think a lot of you all can probably relate to this because we're all freaking human, right? So maybe you want to pause this episode and re-listen to those words that I list out. And again, I do have some questions and exercises for you to go through in the download with this episode. Um, But you know, a lot of times people will say, you know, things are 80% mindset and 20% mechanics, right? Like successful business is 20% mechanics, 80% mindset. And in some ways, it's kind of the same thing here, like, right, like you do have to kind of figure out like who you are and what you need and what and, and, and how that relates to what you need and want. Um, um, but a lot of it is just the mindset. And in this case, the mindset is just quieting that that mental chatter. Another thing that you might want to do to discover a little bit more about who you are and what you need and want is to check out some personality tests. Now, personality tests can be dangerous. They can definitely be a rabbit hole. But I ultimately think they're a great way to usually I find that they already tell you what you already know about yourself, but it puts it like into words, which just makes it super tangible and then easier to apply into your life. So my two favorite personality tests are a dosha test and the Myers-Briggs. So the dosha test is actually an Ayurvedic system of um, categorizing the different types of humans there are. I'm not going to like go way into Ayurveda. You can read about it once you take the dosha test. I actually make all my, not make, but I have all my clients take the dosha test because it just helps me to know kind of who they are and what's going to make them tick and what's going to probably stress them out. So it just helps me to be a better coach for, for them. 
Um, I find it to be super accurate. And Ayurveda is a system that's thousands of years old. So it's literally like a thousands year old personality test. Um, you can just Google dosha test and uh, your browser to to find one. I will put my favorites in the show notes, which again, you can get at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 76. Um, my favorite dosha tests, if I can remember them right now, I will put the links, but there Banyan Botanical has one as well as um, Deepak Chopra's website has one. And I think those are the two most reliable ones for sure. And then also the Myers-Briggs, which is uh, you go to 16 personalities. And again, I'll put that link in the show notes to to take. And basically, there's like um, 16 different types and they're based on letters and I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, But again, like and, and you get a pretty thorough report. Um, about your personality and about how you show up in relationships and work and your weaknesses and your strengths and all that kind of stuff. And again, a lot of the stuff as you're reading the dosha test or the Myers-Briggs results, they're going to be things that you already know about yourself. But again, just putting it into words makes it a little bit more tangible. And then I find makes it a little bit more easily easy to apply because then you're like, oh, yeah, like this makes me tick or this is a strength. This is a weakness. So these are things that I would need or these are things that I would not need in, in my life. And I think it's really important to have both of those awareness, um, have both of that, both of that levels of awareness um, in, in this. All right. So this was a uh, doozy of an episode. I hope it was helpful. This again was part one. Next week will be part two as to um, what you how to know what you need and want in your ideal relationship. And in conclusion, I want to leave you with this. Love is not a denial of your own needs. I want to say that again. Love is not a denial of your own needs. Now, again, like this goes against so much of what society says about marriage, especially as it relates to women. You know, wives and mothers are self-sacrificing, put everyone else ahead of them, put their marriage and kids and husband. And it's just not true, especially if you want to have a healthy, um, happy relationship, one that feels like a team and a partnership. Love is not a denial of your own needs and wants. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Remember to grab the worksheet that goes along with this episode. It's based off of what we did in the refresh, but I freshened it up just a little bit. And again, this will ask you some very specific questions and take you through a specific process that I actually do take my own clients through to help them get clear on what they need and want in their ideal relationship. And you can grab that worksheet from the show notes as always, or you can go straight to veronicagrant.com forward slash 76 download. All right. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you next week for part two. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember... Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.